0: You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Good evening, good evening, or whenever you're seeing this. For me, it's been a long day. It's the middle of the week, a Wednesday night, about to have dinner soon. But, uh, man, after long days of work, I wanted to get into the Word. I wanted to continue to give you God's Word and be able to share what sort of is on my heart and what i'm thinking about and what i want to do today is do a devotional called be careful not to fall be careful not to fall and this comes from exodus chapter 32 and i want to just linger a little bit more in this chapter Um, it's funny this is the chapter that we studied on sunday and i actually did a whole hour bible study of it Uh, but yet i couldn't still cover in depth everything i wanted to because it's just so rich now this chapter in exodus is about the golden calf where the israelites craft the golden calf worship it get impatient and it's just so full of great content you could check out the message on our redemption church youtube page or our podcast um love teaching through this chapter and i love god's word and being able to do that to be able to come to god's word even after a long day and Bible vocational i had guitar lessons met with a couple people today just full day but yet I could still lean on God's word. I don't I don't know what you're going through or when you're watching this, but uh, you probably have a full day, a full night, a full life, a full month, a busy schedule. You can lean on God's word to get hope, to get encouragement. And so what I want to do is look at one aspect of this chapter and just sort of reiterate and highlight again, this part of idolatry in chapter uh, 32. You see the people, They called for Aaron, their leader at the time, uh, because Moses was on the mountain, and they said, make us some gods and this idol. And um, I think that we can actually uh, think that this was, I I don't know, for them and not for us today. You know, idols crafting golden images, uh, wooden idols worshiping them. Um, We're in the Western culture. That doesn't really happen today. Well, actually, that's not true. Uh, our hearts are idle factories, uh, John Calvin says. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it tells us that this story of Exodus in this chapter but also their whole story in the wilderness is actually for our learning so we would grow Uh, let me read it to you the apostle paul said in first corinthians chapter 10 verse 11 through 12 now these things happened to them for as an example what things well the story of the israelites Uh, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the age has come therefore because of this let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall let's be careful not to fall and let's learn from this example i think in our pride we can judge the israelites and think that they were so foolish and um way back then and man if i was in that situation right if i was adam or if i was eve i wouldn't have done that well let's just just wait okay don't let's not just be full of pride thinking well how can how can they worship an idol because they're showing us god showing us through this story our human nature they're humans and we're humans um You know, we may judge them for saying, well, I'd never do that, especially after God just worked and part of the Red Sea and did all these miracles. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Doesn't God do great things in our lives that we all time, forget? Uh, You know, I think it's a dangerous place for us to walk in pride in this way, judging the people in the Bible, not looking to the Bible as a mirror to reflect our own hearts. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride go before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. It is so dangerous to think that we can't fall, especially when the Bible warns us and even gives us stories of how we have a tendency to forget God. Remember, this was the great sin of Satan that he, you know, himself exalted himself in pride in heaven before the Lord in Isaiah 14 and he got kicked out. When we walk in pride, it's dangerous. We need to come to this story saying, Lord, what what would you want from us? God, are there any idols in my heart? Do I do that? Do I exalt Jesus over everything else? You know, it's not just the old covenant, the new covenant. John, the apostle, I mentioned this on Sunday, he wrote 1 John, and the very last verse of that uh, book, 1 John 5.21 says, Little children uh, or Christians, keep yourselves from idols. David Guzik said this, it is possible to begin the Christian life trusting Jesus and then at the later time to trust oneself or one spirituality. Following our own gods is no better for us than it was for ancient Israel. And so I did mention this in our Bible study on Exodus chapter 22, but it's worth saying again, right? And so let's, Let's come to the story again with humility. Let's let's learn from other mistakes, these other people's mistakes, and let's walk in wisdom. Now, for the context, let's read it over again. I just want to read you the story again, verses 1 through 9. It's found in Exodus chapter 32. It says, When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for, uh, as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of the gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of the gold that were in the ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These, well, these are the gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now, we know this is false. This is a lie. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early, and next day, the, uh, uh, next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves because it's corruption. We worship God falsely. They have turned aside. God said quickly out of the way that I have commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and I have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people and behold, it is a stiff neck people that, that's the story that i want to look to today and linger on and study with you now this passage or this story is about idolatry it's about idolatry tony murda he did this long quote about idolatry that i want to read to you and i think it's important to set up uh, again I, I mentioned this before but i just want to linger i want to meditate i want to share some of the same verses but want to dig deeper into the subject of idolatry he said what is idolatry idolatry is putting something or someone in the place of god Anything you seek to give you, what only Christ can give you, what would be joy, security, peace, meaning, significance, identity, or salvation, they could become an idol. Many do not believe idolatry is a problem because they only associate idolatry with shrines and temples and carved images. But hard idolatry exists everywhere. Common idols include money, sex, a romantic relationship, peer approval, competence and skill, secure and comfortable circumstances, beauty, brains, success, and ambition that's idolatry and i don't know about you but i i struggle with this i i've I've been loving the tony murda commentary on exodus it's so good it's a christ-centered commentary and it always is pointing you to christ showing you the idols of the heart showing you the gospel and how it plays out and where jesus is found in exodus it's probably been one of my favorite commentaries through the book of exodus as i've studied exodus this last year year and a half With redemption church and i love his definition of this uh, idolatry is just putting something or someone in the place of god it could even be a good thing it doesn't even have to be a bad thing and in this section of his commentary toner murda he gives these points and highlights some principles that he sees the israelites are doing and that we still do today to practice idolatry and so like i said i i didn't have time to mention all these points on sunday but that's why we have a midweek live devotional to just share and dig deeper into God's word and to linger and to meditate and to to ponder on these truths. And so what I want to do is, man, I think it would be good for us to cover uh, sort of his bullet points about this idolatry. Why did Israel fall into idolatry? And we're going to learn that these reasons are some of the reasons why we fall into idolatry. Number one, Israel fell. Uh, they They fell into idolatry because they disobeyed God's word. And we fall into idolatry when we disobey God's word. Now, they knew the word of God. They had gotten the Ten Commandments, but they didn't live it out. They didn't trust God in the moment. Psalm 119 says, How can a young man keep his ways pure? By living according to God's word, to your word. We do great danger to our souls when we stray away from God's word. You know, we can fall... When we disobey God's word, when we stray away from it, when we don't um, exalt God's word as he tells us to. I- I'm convinced right now that the greatest good I can do as a pastor is to give people God's word. It- it's why I'm so passionate. It's my big boulder of the week. The way I spend most of my time studying God's word, uh, praying in scripture, giving devotionals like this to you. Because I found it so important and vital for everyone's soul. Second Timothy 16 and 17 it not only says that the holy spirit inspired the word of god and it is perfect and accurate and man our final authority but the bible says it is profitable for teaching for a reproof for correction and for the training in righteousness that the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work listen do you want to be complete equipped for every good work man of god man of woman we have to go to god's word we should never get tired. Yes, I went a little longer than usual in my Bible study on Sunday. What else are we going to do? This is of utmost importance. And we see, man, when we fall away from disobeying God's word and understanding and taking heed to what God says, we fall into sin. We need to have a God-centric, God-focused word, uh, Bible-centric community where we are just studying God's word all the time, speaking it, memorizing, speaking it over. The Israelites had God's word and disobeyed. We need to walk in holiness and obedience. We fall when we disobey God's word. We don't take it seriously enough. when We just discredit it and disobey it. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Number two, we fall when we failed to trust the purposes of God. God's word gives us God's will, the purposes of God, and verse 1 of that chapter the people they didn't know what happened to Moses. They were confused. There was a delay. They failed to trust the process and purposes of God. They didn't like the delay. They they thought they they thought Moses just left and they were getting frustrated with waiting. Come on, y'all. We get frustrated with waiting, don't we? Right? They were in a dark situation. They didn't know what to do. They didn't lean on God's word. So they went in their own flesh and did something stupid. This happens to me and you all the time, but it shouldn't, we shouldn't lose faith in the purposes of God. If God says something, Moses was getting the word of God written by the finger of God on the tablets to the people to bless them. But they didn't know that because they were walking with their eyes, not, uh, not by faith. But because they didn't see him work, they didn't trust him, they sinned. And God tells us to trust him in the waiting, in the hard times, in the dark days, to know that his purposes are good and we can trust him. His plan and purposes are good. So we fail when we don't trust in the purposes of God, don't wait on God in his timing. Another way that we can fail from this text and this story we see is we fail, Tony Murda says, when we forget the grace of God. Now, verse two gives us this point because the people, they had used the gold they had made. um, They used the gold that they had in their earrings, in their body uh, to make this idol. But remember where they got this gold. If you know the story, the Israelites left Egypt and the Egyptians were so afraid. God said, hey, when they let you go, ask for all of their gold and their silver and plunder them. And they said, give us all your stuff, the Israelites Said to the Egyptians, and the Egyptians said, Yes, take it, get out of here. They didn't earn it, they didn't fight for it. It was the grace of God that gave them this precious metal and these riches and this gold. And in this moment, they were forgetting that. They were forgetting the grace that God had given that gave them this gold. One commentator said the gold came from God's victory. It's pictured, uh, it pictured his grace and his faithfulness. Israel minimized his grace. Psalm 106, 19 through 20 says that they forgot the Savior and what uh, who did great things in Egypt. They forgot at this moment. The, the fact that they were giving their gold for an idol, that's actually a picture of them forgetting God's grace. Listen, we can minimize God's grace when we forget all the things he's done in our lives. And we just hand that over to our feelings. Don't lose sight of the grace of God in your life. It is good for us to, as the psalmist says, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. He is a faithful God, and it's good to remember the grace of God and be a people of thanks. And we fail when we don't give thanks and we forget because the grace of God that God gives us, we're supposed to give back in praise, not abuse that grace and worship idols. Well, number four, we fail when we we fall when we fail to use the gifts to the glory of God. Now, they had gotten this gift from the gold, from the Egyptians, from the grace of God. Verse three and verse four says, instead of using these golden gifts to remind them and to praise God for his goodness and glory, they used it to build an idol. Um, man, don't pass this. Are you using the grace of God that he has given you the favor for his glory? What time, what talent, what treasures has God given you? Peter would say, do all these things for God's glory. Man, if you speak, speak of oracles of God. If you have a gift of service, do that. What gifts, spiritual gifts, uh, treasures, finances? Are you being generous with your time, with your finances, with your love, your talent? Like all the grace that God gave you. If you have breath in your lungs, that is a gift of God. The Bible says that it's a reasonable act or appropriate act to respond and worship to him, God, with your life. You see, we... Fall when we fail to use our life, our gifts, to the glory of God. This is a simple point, but it's an important one. We are to give God glory with all that we have and who we are. God has given us every spiritual blessings in Christ, and so we worship Him and we fall when we don't use the grace that God has given us. Be wise in the time that you have, with the resources you have, and the spiritual gifts that you have. Let's sow seeds of faith and let's bless others with the time that we've been given. Five, we fall when we distort the worship of God. They distorted the worship of God. This wasn't the way that they were to worship the true and living God. Verses five and six tell us uh, this, that what was interesting in their worship, that they were making offerings and spiritual stuff, but it was actually a tradition of pagan stuff. Uh, That word, they rose up the next day and to play actually has a sensuality to it of orgies and sexual conduct, conduct. And, uh, when Joe, Joe, um, later in the chapter, Joshua heard their crying, he's like that war crying. Moses is like, no, that's praising. That's, that's actually, that's actually, uh, them giving rejoicing and doing all these things are inappropriate. Um, they did what was popular instead of what was demanded. They did what was popular in their worship instead of what was demanded. Um, and what's interesting is they worship according to these pagan traditions, not what God had commanded. Now, Tony Murda, in his commentary, he gives some examples. He says they took the initiative instead of God. They were off, Offerings were demanded and they were not freely given. They did not prepare themselves for worship. There was no guarding of the presence of God the invisible god was now exchanged for a visible image the personal living god was exchanged for a lifeless dumb idol we can fall when we distort the worship of god and how we worship we have to remember that worship is about glorifying god not gratifying ourselves don't get it twisted it's so important to understand that that our worship is to be god honoring god exalting in the means in the ways that he tells us to And this was not the way that God told them to. God told them to wait. He was going to set up the tabernacle and show them how to worship, that there had to be a sacrifice, shedding of blood, that God was holy, that there were parameters, that they wouldn't be sensual like this. They got it twisted. Tony Murda says this, today, there is a whole church culture that reflects this story. We want to do away with what scripture says about worship and do it our way. As a result, the attenders are mere consumers of worship, and they are led by Aaron-like individuals who ponder to the people. By contrast, God's way of worship puts the gospel on display. God-centered, gospel-saturated worship shows the sinners how they can be forgiven and worship the Holy One. That is what the tabernacle displayed, the gospel. Man, we need to be more God-centric in our worship and how we worship. We fail when we distort the worship of God, making it man-centric and not God-centric. That's just a fact. Well, lastly, we fall when we exchange the glory of God. This is what they were doing. In verse 8 of that story, the Lord said that they worshipped a created thing rather than the true and living God. Anything can be an object of idolatry. Anything And if we give it glory, if we give it honor, if we worship it and exalt it, that's what we're doing. Have you done that with things other than God? Someone other than God? We need to be careful not to fall in this way and to always put Jesus first. First is the rightful place to give him glory colossians 1.18 tells us he's to be preeminent over all and through all and our worldview our lens it's all about jesus remember it's about giving him glory the true and living god and when you don't give your life to jesus you fail and you can fall into idolatry and so when we start giving anything or anyone glory besides christ we're in trouble and we can fall and so scripture tells us man just be careful Just be careful, just like the Israelites fell, we can fall. So so turn from your false gods, turn from your idols, worship Jesus alone, lest you fall. And we will all worship something. The question is, what will we worship? Let's remember through this story that we are to worship Jesus, who is worthy of our worship and to be glorified. Listen, I hope that helped, and I hope that as we continue to study Scripture together, whether it be online or uh, through a Sunday service or whatever means and however the Word of God is being disseminated to you, I pray it blesses you, it serves you well, and uh, we will see you on the next video.